0: Thank <smart noise> you. nerdly on 77 W.A.B.C., the crown jewel of American radio.
1: And the week is quickly vanishing. We are already midweek You on W.A.B.C. Talk Radio 77. And we invite your telephone calls at 800-848-W.A.B.C., 800-848-9222. A lot to discuss today as always, perhaps the biggest story is, again, what is happening in Washington, D.C. with the Senate Judiciary hearings for the Biden nominee, and there's plenty of news about that, but I'm going to move that news to the second segment of the show today so that we can get to stories that I don't want to miss if we get consumed with the Senate Judiciary hearings. Our very own Charlie Kirk, who's on here at noon, has had his Twitter account suspended second time this week, apparently. He had his Twitter account locked because he commented on Richard Levine, who is, uh, and this is what he tweeted, he spent 54 years of his life as a man. He had a wife and family. He transitioned to a woman in 2011. Joe Biden appointed Levine to be a four-star admiral and now USA Today, his name, Rachel Levine, is the woman of the year. Where are the feminists? That is what got him thrown off. Uh, in his defense, Charlie says, everything I said was precisely accurate, and yet Twitter still suspended my account. That should terrify every American, even those who disagree with me. What they want is submission. They have become an enemy of the truth. There is a series that... Uh, a series, a, a journalistic series that is in the Washington Examiner. In a third of the the, the third article in that series, talks about transgenderism. Uh, there's a top pediatrician who's warning about teenage transgender medicine. And during the course of this article, there's also another doctor mentioned in Miami, a plastic surgeon by the name of Gallagher, who describes her frequently used phrase for breast removal. She posts a steady stream, according to the Washington Examiner, of catchy videos that downplay the risk of surgery. She has over 191,000 followers on TikTok. And she loves talking about yeeting the tweets, the teats, yeeting the tweets, which is... Her term for double mastectomy surgery. She lists herself as a gender affirmation surgeon. Now, what's interesting is in this article, there is a quote from Dr. Quentin Van Meter, who's the president of the American College of Pediatrics. And he says he's been the lone voice in the wilderness crying out about these transgender surgeries. And he says the system is the problem. It's cult. It's a cult machine, sucking these children in, putting them on a conveyor belt. Puberty blockers, cross hormones, and then surgery is the way to go. They're getting their breasts cut off, right and left. The Washington Examiner points bite. Those that play down the magnitude of these decisions, transgender medical treatments, can be a dangerous path they shortened the lifespan of patients by 50%. And that's from a recently published endocrinology study from Amsterdam University Medical Center. And that survey was conducted with over 4,000, close to 5,000 transgender men and women. Now, aside from the high mortality rate, There's an increased rate of cancer, stroke, tumors, and a whole host of medical problems, according to Dr. Quentin Van Meter. And yet, you don't hear these things being discussed in context of what the Washington Examiner notes is an explosion of transgenderism among young people, and one wonders Why all of a sudden are we seeing that explosion? Let's turn to New York City. New York is going to, according to Mayor Adams, finally get rid of the mask mandate for children under the age of five years old. About time. Staying in New York, lawmakers are demanding a fix after the New York Post discovered 2,000 empty apartments that were designated for use by the homeless. So we have a homeless crisis in this city, and there were 2,000 apartments that have been left empty. Why? Because the bureaucrats haven't found a way to do their jobs. This is all being blamed on a bureaucratic nightmare, a fiasco, among the bureaucrats in this city. Bureaucratic dysfunction is what one city councilman calls it. Also in New York, right here in our beautiful New York, you know that a 26-year-old woman has been charged with the manslaughter assault on 87-year-old Barbara Guster, who was shoved, vocal coach, 87 years old. Well, this woman, this event planner, Lauren Pazinza, has a bail set now at $500,000 or a million-dollar bond. I mean, they're not letting her just walk out of jail. They can keep her in, but they can't keep some of these repeat offenders that have criminal records as long as anybody's arm. But yet, they're going to hold this one in jail. With a high bond. Now, the lawyer for this young 26-year-old woman says that his client is in pain. She has been crying about what's happened. She's a very moral, right, just person who went to high school, went to college, had a job, a fiancé, has a family, and she's now in a twilight zone. She's destroyed. Well, she pushed an 87-year-old woman to her death. Another tragedy right down the block from us in Philadelphia. Drunk driver this time, who was on Twitter They found tweets from her declaring that she is the best drunk driver ever. She's 21 years old. Her name is Jayanna Tane webb 21. She now faces three counts of third-degree murder. She mowed down state troopers, a 29-year-old state trooper, Brandon Siska and... Martin Mack Third, and she also mowed down a pedestrian. Three murders. Well, two counts of manslaughter on a law enforcement offense, 18 felony counts. They went through her social media. She's bragging about being a drunk driver. And she's 21 years old. Another, in another post on social media, she wrote, why do the liquor stores close so early? That was followed by a frowning emoji. She was crying, by the way, also when she was uh, when she was being booked on these charges. Down in Florida, the Democrats, the state party Democrats, were going to hold their uh, their big, I guess you know, spring event. At Disney, they have their big fundraiser there every, and their biggest annual fundraiser. Well, the Democrat LGBTQ plus caucus threatened to boycott the event if it were going to be held at Disney, at the Rodent Kingdom. And so the Democrat Party has now backed off of plans to hold it there. They were going to boycott their own party over this because they think that Disney hasn't done enough with the so-called Don't Say Gay Bill, which is really the anti-grooming bill, the give parents a voice in their own children's education bill. There have been other actresses that have now come out blasting, blasting Disney, but... There is one athlete who now finds herself in the world of hurt. She's a former athlete. She's a Disney actress. And she had the audacity, the nerve to say that we need to have this conversation about biological males dominating women's sports. And for that now, she is being mobbed by the cancel culture, trying to drive her out of her profession. That is the tolerant left. A majority of Americans, that would be you, nearly two in three voters, including broad majorities across racial, educational, economic lines, believe public schools in the United States are headed off on the wrong track. They're Definitely on the wrong track. Only 24% of Americans believe that what they think about children, that, they, that children are being taught properly in public schools. And that is a stinging indictment on public education in this country. In your AMI, South Florida. It's not Miami, it's your army. In your army, as you may know, we talked about this briefly yesterday, the Democrat mayor down there, Dan uh, Gelber, imposed a state of emergency and curfew for South Beach, the whole area, between 12 midnight to 6 a.m. They had five shootings over the weekend, some right in front of police officers, You have all kinds of fights happening everywhere. A vicious crime spike that has been caused almost entirely by visitors. That would be these uh, uh, children who are showing up for spring breaks. They've seized over 100 weapons, some of them pretty serious automatic weapons. And so now they have a curfew trying to keep the peace in Miami, near the beach. Well, (coughs) what do you think the reaction to that has been? I'll give you one guess. What happens almost every day in America when someone tries to actually bring some law and order into the sanity? What are they called? Three seconds. One, two, bingo! Only emergency is that black people are on the beach. Critics blast spring break curfew. That's in the Miami Herald today. So there are critics now, the members of one of them, a member of the Miami-Dade Black Advisory Board, saying the only emergency is that black people are on the beach. I don't understand how this town has been doing spring five years, and I can't, I can't figure this out. Well, maybe it's the horrific crime rate. Maybe it's all the shootings. Maybe it's all the fights that are occurring there, the violence. Maybe it doesn't have anything to do with black or racism. Maybe it has to do with behavior. Last one before we head to a break. We're coming back. We've got... Calls coming up, and you are, by the way, always welcome to call us here, WABC, 800-848-WABC, is that number, 848-9222. Now, in Beverly Hills, and I've been to Beverly Hills, really nice place, wouldn't want to live there, but it is beautiful neighborhood, got to admit it, even for California. Well, some smash-and-grab thieves have found their way to Beverly Hills. They they broke into a jewelry store there with sledgehammers. They made off with over $5 million brazen daylight robbery. Everywhere Democrats are running, you're seeing now these criminals, these brazen criminals out of control. Okay, so much more to discuss. Those are some of the stories I just wanted to make sure that were brought to your attention. And now, of course, we have to turn to the courts and other things, other stuff, when we get back. So stay with us. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Nerdly, here on WABC. Your calls will be coming up as well. So don't go. Away, entertaining
0: and informative. James Golden, A.K.A. Bo Snerdly, is on the air. 77 WABC.
1: From the Inner Visions album, four Grammy awards were uh, awarded to Stevie Wonder from this album, Golden Lady. Uh, this is such a beautiful song, and the song has been covered any number of times. one version of this song uh, r- done by Jose Feliciano, which is an outstanding... It, it, if you're going to cover a Stevie Wonder song, you better really do a good job. And uh, Jose Feliciano did that, but of course, nothing like the original. Golden Lady from the Intervisions album on WABC Talk Radio 77. Let's talk about Obama for a minute. Barack Hussein Obama. There is a story today in Fox, on, on Fox News, on Fox Digital site, about the Obama military, what he did, his policy regarding the military. And here's the bottom line. There are people right now wondering, what happens if Taiwan suddenly becomes a flashpoint? And what happens if Ukraine becomes a flashpoint? And we had to send troops to both theaters. Could we do it? The answer is no, we can't. Dakota Wood, Senior Research Fellow for Defense Programs at Heritage, told Fox Digital in a phone interview that the U.S. would hypothetically, when asked whether we'd be hypothetically able to fight both, no, we can't do it. Because in 2012, Obama shifted the, the ended, he didn't shift, he closed it down, the Pentagon's two-war doctrine, which we have had since World War II, by the way the ability for our military to fight in multiple theaters if needed. Obama, "Uh, we're not going to need this anymore, and he shrank the military, and right now, if we had to fight in two different theaters, guess what? We would have to ramp up because we can't do it, and we'd have to have a change in policy. Thank you, Obama. Now, the Russian foreign minister has warned us about what's going to happen If, if NATO tries to send any peacekeepers, not soldiers, peacekeepers into Ukraine. Sending NATO peacekeepers to Ukraine would lead to a direct clash between the armed forces of the Russian Federation and the alliance, he said. So if NATO sends in peacekeepers, the Russians are going to attack them. This is pretty brazen. Since the Russians keep getting knocked off, right now they lost another one of their high-ranking military officers. And from news reports, they say about 15 of their highest-ranking officers have been knocked off. There's a story in the Daily Mail about that today. Colonel Alexei Sharov, latest high-ranking Russian official to die in what has become Russia's biggest loss of military higher-ups since World War II. The 15th commander that Russia has lost. I would say that things are not going quite how Russia thought they would go. Joe Biden on the way to Europe trying to rally, rally the Europeans. One wonders if they will even take him seriously or listen to what he has to say since he is, well, how shall we put it? Doesn't seem to be the credible leader that many in our press would like him to be or portray him to be. But anyway, he's in Europe. Let's see what comes out of it. Now, The courts. Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz, is now being accused. This story comes to us in BizPack Review. You have some guests on MSNBC, PMSNBC, that are accusing Senator Ted Cruz of committing a hate crime. Hate crime? Yes. You see, he dared ask Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson about critical race theory. Now, Ketanji Brown Jackson sits on the board of a school, a, gray, a, a young a school for young students in Washington D.C. Georgetown, some Georgetown Day School, I believe the name of it is, and apparently they have textbooks that are just full of some of these ideological beliefs that people are calling critical race theory. So he asked her about them. She's on the board and also in a speech in law school. She cited critical race theory, and he asked her about that. And, of course, the left is going nuts. Now, think about this for a second, folks. Joe Biden, the Democrat Party, the mainstream media in this country made a very big deal that we had to have, this time, a black woman on the Supreme Court. He had to keep his promise. He's going to put a black woman there, like he said during the campaign. Okay, so they made the nomination about... Race, They put race above merit. They put race above everything else and gender. She has to be a black woman. Two of the stories yesterday that liberals are having a cow about today is that Judge Katanji Brown Jackson was asked to define what is a woman and she refused, claiming that she's not a biologist. So that's the gender. The other, she's asked about CTR, about black stuff. They made race and gender the top issue of this nominee. Yet, they are full of complaints, whining, moaning. They are beside themselves when Republicans ask about race or about gender. When they made it the issue. They're whining and screaming and moaning and doing what they always do. Oh, you can't ask that. You were racist. Oh, you can't ask that. You, you, you are a chauvinist bigot. Oh, you can't ask her what's a woman. There is an article in the Washington Post. We'll deal with it when we get back. Here's the headline. The remarkable bad faith, bad faith involved in the what is a woman attack. It wasn't an attack. It was a question. But the left, you are not supposed to question the black woman. Because if you do, you are a racist and you are a bigot. James Golden, both Snerdly here with you on WABC Talk Radio 77. If you want to weigh in on any of this, please feel free. We will be taking a call shortly. And remember, after this program today... Cats at night, and you'll want to keep it here for that. Meanwhile, let's listen to these few words, and we're coming right back. Ah, yes. The Stylistics bring us back here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Russell Tompkins, Jr., the lead singer for the group. I would buy you everything,
2: your little heart these things I do,
1: cause I'm stone, stone in love with you. You know, those songs, it was amazing, those songs, they actually loved women and a lot of the songwriters there didn't mind just, I mean, laying it all out. It's not like they were calling them some of the names that women are called in uh, current music. Uh, you know, the B, the H, and all those words. No, those were the days when men were very proud to actually put women on pedestals, worship them, adore them, and and, and, and just emote about how much in love they were. Well, woman, what is a woman? What is a woman? I am woman. Hear me roar. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, the question came up from Senator Marsha Blackburn, who's been on our program before. We need to get it back on. And she asked that of uh, the judge, Judge Katanji Jackson, and now that has turned into a really big deal. In the Washington Post, Philip Bump, one of their correspondents who's, uh, who works in New York primarily and up in this region, wrote a lengthy article on the remarkable bad faith. You see, it's bad faith to ask the judge a question, bad faith to ask her a simple question, what is a woman? And why is it bad faith? because sometimes answers depend very specifically on why the question is being asked, as in legal, case, legal cases, and that's why, that's why the effort by Senator Marsha Blackburn to pin down President Biden's Supreme Court nominee, Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson, on her definition of a woman at the Senate Judiciary Committee's confirmation hearings on Tuesday was such, such, such an obvious bad faith Ploy. Oh, really? All right, so you were saying, so what? Okay, what's so bad faith about it? Let's cut to the chase here. Well, it's such a bad faith because you see, once again, gall comes down to Georgetown Day School. The judge is on the board of directors of, of this school. This is a school, a private school for the wealthy kids. The ones that that, ha, that have school choice and no one minds them going to private school, but not like the ones the Democrats make go to public schools. Anyway, uh, the judge is on the board of this elitist private school in D.C., Georgetown Day School, and Marsha Blackburn pointed out, Senator Blackburn, that she found it astonishing that Georgetown Day School teaches kindergartners five-year-old children Five year old children that they can choose their own gender. That is, she talked about the judge. This is a quote. This day school is all about the transformative power of Georgetown Day School's progressive education. So she asked Do you believe that schools should teach children, especially these young children, that they can choose their own gender? And here we are, to, well, can you define what a woman is? And, of course, she got the snarky answer from the judge, well, no, I can't, I'm not a biologist. Not in this context, I'm not a biologist. Well, the school certainly thinks that they are teaching advanced biology, that five-year-old children should be able to choose their own gender. Now, instead of this correspondent from the Amazon Prime, Washington Post, saying, you know something? They have a point. They're raising a valid point. This woman sits on the board of directors of this school. The school is teaching kindergarten and five-year-olds that they can choose their own gender. So let's delve into this a little bit. No. Instead of that being the response, this guy writes and the Washington Post publishes an article saying that it's bad faith to ask the judge. It's an attack to ask the judge about this school and their teachings when she sits on their board of directors and has praised the school as a transformative force because they they have a progressive education. Own it, judge. Own it. You progressives? Why are you hiding what you think? She's a progressive. And yet, she praises progressive education, but when she's put on the spot in front of the country about it, then all of a sudden, she wants to go into hiding. She wants to act like a turtle and climb into her shell. And oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to answer that. Uh, 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 I'm not a biologist. Apparently... You're not the brave progressive that many of the progressives thought you were either. And, and of course, we have this. Senator Mitt Romney, do I have to say any more? You know, just from those three words that you are not going to like what comes next. Senator Mitt Romney downplayed the attacks the attacks, of course, listen, the attacks, not the questioning, the attacks that members of his own party have leveled against President Biden's nominee. Here's what Mitt Romney told the Post, the Washington, the Amazon Prime, Washington Post. It struck me that it was off course, meaning the attacks were off course, that came from some. And there is no they're there, there. So according to Mitt Romney, everything that the Republicans are raising in these confirmation hearings are off course, and there is no, they're there. He and Dick Durbin think exactly alike, because Dick Durbin is lecturing everybody about how bad the Republicans are, their questions for this woman. You see, you can't question this Harvard grad Dick Durbin is now accusing Republicans of having what else prejudice they are racist because they're actually asking this woman questions like she is an equal adult. You can ask all the white people in the world any question you want to ask them, especially if they're Republicans. you can bring up fraudulent witnesses you can you can you can comb the earth and come up with the scum of the earth and put them in a witness seat at a Senate Judiciary hearing, and Democrats won't complain. They can lie, they can put all kinds of smears on Republicans, and you don't hear Dick Durbin raise his voice, anything. He doesn't lecture anybody. This is just standard operating procedure for Democrats. But oh no, let a Republican ask a nominee about things that are in her record. And all of a sudden, they're racist. Why, she's a Harvard grad, and she's a black woman. And therefore, she should be in the untouchable class. You should dare not ask this woman a question. Why, she's the she's the pillar of virtue. Because she's black, and she went to Harvard. Well, Dick, screw you. Every Republican has every right to ask this woman... Everything about her record and the more Democrats complain about it, good. Ignore them. Don't stop asking questions. Regardless of what Dick Durbin and Mitt Romney have to say about it. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, we're coming back. We're going to take your calls when we get back. Don't go away.
0: Now, here's the soul of excellence, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdley, on 77 WABC.
1: Diana Ross, The Supremes.
2: You've given me
1: a true love. Motown brings us back on WABC Talk Radio 77. Absolutely, I hear a symphony, and you know, uh, Miss Ketanji Brown-Jackson may not have been hearing a symphony, she's hearing Lindsey Graham rip her, well no, stop it James, Lindsey Graham went off today, now I know, I know, I know, I say Lindsey Graham and Republicans groan, they're like, oh what did graham do this time? And then sometimes, grandnasty, the, like he'll say, "Oh, we're going to have hearings on this. We're going to get to the bottom of it." Nothing ever happens. So Lindsey Graham disappointment, disappointment so often to Republicans. But then he has a day like he had today. Lindsey Graham lit it up. He started talking about her cases, her track record with pedophiles, and she actually did admit that sometimes supervision is a course of punishment. And she tried to make a distinction. Well, if you have somebody that's looking at child porn for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, they could spend 20, 30, 50 years of their life in jail. And Lindsey Graham went, exactly, they should put their asses in jail. And you're sitting here talking about give them supervision? They're pedophiles. My goodness. Okay, Karen, you're up first. Thank you, Brooklyn, New York, WABC, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snirly. Hi, Karen.
2: Hi. hi, hi, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snirly. We were calling to tell you how much... We love the music that you play on your show, and we love your show, but sometimes when you go off on a tangent and it doesn't make sense anymore, we wish you'd play more of the good music.
1: Okay, thank you for the compliment. I appreciate that, Karen. Hmm, Karen. So, Karen, uh, Karen, when do I go off on a tangent and I don't make sense?
2: Okay, Katanji. I think that asking her what a woman is, it says more about the person that asked the question than the person to whom she asked it of. I think that that was terrible.
1: I it's think terrible to ask, okay, this woman is going to sit on the Supreme Court for the, for the rest of her life if she's nominated, unless she resigns or retires. And you think that it's, and you and you and number one, you think I'm a terrible person or I don't make sense for saying that I support the idea that she should be asked, what is a woman? We live in an age where this is a legal matter. Already today, you have heard that Charlie Kirk, our host on WABC at noon, got kicked off of Twitter for simply stating that there was a guy, he was married, he had kids, and then he transgendered, and after that, Joe Biden put him into a position in the military. And that was enough for, and USA named him the woman of the year. That was enough for him to be thrown off of Twitter because it's so-called hateful. So if you think that asking somebody to define what a woman is is frivolous, then I respectfully say to you, my dear Karen, and I do mean respectfully, that you are not paying attention to the news. Right now, if you make a distinction and you have the audacity to say that there are two genders, there are many in this country on the left that say you are a bigot. That you are a that that you are a homophobe or worse, and if that happens to be your religious belief that that God made male, God made female, then you're even worse because now you're a religious bigot. So yes, Karen, it does matter, and it is not a tangential argument to raise the idea that she should be asked to legally define what a woman is. I will give you the last word, Karen. And I love you. I want you to call back, by the way. Your last word is yours.
2: Okay. We listen to you because we hear all different points of view, and that's what makes it interesting. I don't want to turn on a radio and hear someone that agrees with me all the time. We listen to you because we learn, and I'm not a bigot. And you could play your nice music on the way out, but we really do enjoy your show, and I mean it sincerely. It's very interesting. Sometimes you give us a new way of looking at things.
1: Karen, I love you, and thank you for calling. Please call us again, and thank you. And I and part of the show that I love is talking with people like you, and we don't have to agree, but we can talk respectfully with each other and learn from each other, and I appreciate you so much. Let us go to Frank, Staten Island, WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Nerdly.
2: Hi, James. How
0: you doing? Well, Good. by definition, uh, a, a, a woman is defined by definition as a human being with XX chromosomes. That's pretty much it. And uh, this lady who went to Harvard, this judge, t- doesn't know this. Every high school kid knows this. Hmm. It, it, okay. And, and Lauren, Lauren Potenza is also a woman, and she's white, and being held for a half a million dollars bail, that story is very, very interesting to me. I want to hear more about that story. She tried to scrub uh, uh, all of her her, uh, um, her her background. She quit her job. She, she went off to social media so that the cops could not find her. Finally, she had to surrender herself. Uh, but, yeah, a woman is defined as a human being with uh, XX chromosomes.
1: Thank you so much. Appreciate the call. And please remember the Al Gore joke about chromosomes, by the way when uh when when we do that maybe one day we'll get to that let us go to uh, natalie in satucket long island how are you natalie
3: hi james how are you i'm calling because first of all i don't see what's so hard about just saying it's somebody with two x chromosomes she says she's not a biologist but i'm sure a harvard graduate graduate took biology and they teach you that then But the other thing, too, about this law in Florida that they're trying to put through, you know, they're all talking about how they shouldn't be teaching children that young about all these things, which I fully agree. I mean, when I was in fourth, fifth grade and they went through these things at age at the time, a long time ago, to teach you, you know, what was going to happen with your body. I remember at that age being like not happy, (laughs) being Mm -hmm. like, really? You're kidding me. Like I remember telling my friends, this can't be real. So. How is it people aren't realizing people are not emotionally mature for that. They're not in any way ready for that. I mean, uh, when my daughter was of age and when she was in fifth grade and they went through this, she came home kind of looking at me like, Mom, I don't know if I like this. And my answer was, that's OK. You're too young for that part of your life yet. You need to know about it now because your body is starting to prepare for that.
1: Mm-hmm. But
3: you're not there yet. And that's why you're not ready you
1: think about the full act. Natalie, you, you just triggered something for me. I remember the first time I was a young boy when someone explained to me exactly what a French kiss was, because I kept hearing these things. French kiss. Oh, they French kiss. I'm like, well, what is it? Why, what's the difference between a French kiss and an American kiss? And when I was told what a French kiss was, I was, I, I could not believe it. Why on earth would any man do that with a woman. And then, of course, a little bit older, I had a, an older woman give me my... And then I understood. But thank you. And you're right. It just depends on maturity. And these kids in kindergarten are not mature enough to handle it. I don't understand why this is even an issue. But it's an issue because the left continues to make an issue out of things that most of us took for granted. And when you ask their judge about it, because she is a progressive, she's on the board of directors of a progressive day school that teaches some of this stuff, whether it's, whether it's critical race theory or what we call critical race theory or whether it's this idea that children in kindergarten can choose their genders, then all of a sudden the left is up in arms. And by the way, the left is up in arms over this and they never seem to remember what they did to Judge Bork. What they did to Justice Clarence Thomas, what they did to Justice Alito, what they did to Justice Kavanaugh, what they did to Justice Gorsuch, what they did to Justice Barrett. They never seem to remember it. But I remember and you remember. And so, to all the left who believes that we shouldn't have the right to ask this woman a question and treat her like an equal, like an equal, To anybody else sitting on the Supreme Court, there are two words. And the second word is off. Nick and Comac, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly.
0: James, first time calling in and speaking to you. I'm a new tuner, and I will tell you you're on fire. You're going places, James. I would love to see you in a in a perfect situation with, uh, with a TV show one day. It would, would be right in your wheelhouse, James, enjoying it very, very much. Thank you. James, I, I, I have to uh, talk about the uh, Leah, Thomas, uh, Leah Thomas situation. Uh, my parents, my grandparents are rolling in their graves right now. By allowing men to compete in women's sports – the NCAA is destroying opportunities for for women. They're they're making a mockery uh, out of these uh, championships. Now they're cowards. Have two boys.
1: They're cowards. And you're right. You said you have two boys. Continue, Nick, because time's running short. I want to hear what you have to say. Go ahead.
0: So I just I just want to I just want to make this point. I I have I have two boys. Can you imagine, James, raising a uh, a young woman that was an elite athlete and all of a sudden the opportunity has been basically pulled out uh, from under the rug there is no way that men should be able to compete against women what's next James track and field yeah tennis yeah volleyball. Yep. Basketball Is it yep. going to stop? We have to stop it, James, and we have to stop it right now. What's fair is fair. I don't want to hear that Leah Thomas had one year of testosterone suppression, and that makes him eligible to c- compete against women.
1: Let me say to you the most damning thing in all of this that I read in one of the news stories, and you don't hear it too much. Some of the women on The track team on Pennsylvania track team are increasingly and have been upset because in the locker room, when Leah Thomas strips down in front of them, she's got her penis hanging out. Now, to me, this is real simple. If you have one of those, you're not, you're not. Anyway, my friends, All too quickly, it has come to an end. For today, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you. We are New Jersey. We are Pennsylvania. We are Connecticut. We are New York City, greatest city in the world. In America, the greatest nation humanity has ever witnessed. God bless each and every one of you and your families. And look with special favor on those suffering in Ukraine. Catch us up next. Catch at night. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye.